So we were uh, talking uh, yesterday evening, uh, uh, Pat and I, and uh, so that's also part of what's happening, is we're not only in silence, we're also uh, talking about the, what's unfolding here. And we thought it would be good for us to reveal a little bit uh, what's in our mind, what we're bringing here uh, this week, and um, uh, what we will bring in progressively, like uh, as carefully as possible uh, over the hours and days, what we'll, the, the kind of uh, material we'll, we'll bring in. And, but we thought we, we should say it, and then as it's being revealed, maybe you'll, you'll be able to put it in, uh, to say, oh, okay, they said they would do that, Here's, it's coming. Or if you know, um, it's based on the Buddhist psychology, so if you know the Buddhist <coughs> psychology of these aspects, maybe you'll like, oh, okay, that's what's happening here. Mm-hmm. And um, the way I've been, uh, I've, I've been trained, and I think for you also in the Dharma, is that um, it works a lot by impressions. You know, like it's not like I, to, for me to understand the map of the, which is not, I don't understand it completely, but I think I have a good grasp of it. It took years. It, it, uh, my teachers always said, you know, it's, it's impressions, it's uh, impressionistic. You know, you don't have to get it all. Like, just let, pe- let, let things land. Some things will inspire you, intrigue you, stand out. Let them stand out. Let the rest pass by. You don't have to get everything. It's not the m- state of mind. You know, the state of mind is availability and being touched by some things and not by others. Allowing for confusion. Oh, what is this, you know? If there uh, seems to be too much information at some point, just notice this, too much information. Like, I let it go by, you know, and uh, so um, allowing the process, I guess, is one typical way to, to uh, talk about this. And what we have in the back of our mind is uh, we, we uh, decided to have three kinds of... Uh, three aspects of the teachings we wanted to bring in this week. So one of the aspects is um, the four uh, foundations of mindfulness. So the four foundation, this is the where we put attention. I'll present it like this. There's so many ways to present these teachings. So mindfulness, where it can land, what it can reveal, what it can touch, yeah? aspects of our lives, so the four areas or aspects of our lives. And so over the days, we'll open up another area and another area, and so we'll visit that. that um, another, we could say three lists of, uh, that we have in mind, three lists of different. So the four foundation, we're going to be visiting aspects of our lives. And so that's the where the attention lands, we could say. And then we have in mind the seven factors of awakening. So this is more about the how we are attentive. It might be presented like this. So where the attention goes, how the attention is. So the seven factors. <coughs> and then we have the three, seven, three, four, that's already too many. <laughs> <laughs> I can't even add them up. <laughs> it's 
that end up being 12 or 14. <laughs> so the last is the three characteristics. The three characteristics is what we will discover doing this. So what we pay attention to, how we pay attention to it, and what will be discovered. Wow. Okay. Okay, so now let's forget about all this that I just said. Bec- and, but notice, because the mind sometimes, okay, I know I'm already going through. Yeah, 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 yeah. Thank you. So, um, and so notice the experience in the body and... Uh, no judgments, it's just uh, we're curious. We're here to discover how this mind-body uh, uh, is uh, relational, how it's relating to what's happening inside, outside. You know. How it gets triggered, how it calms down, how it, uh, the different things it does. So, the four foundations are... And I'll name them and we'll forget them after. And we'll focus on just one. It's, it's nice the way it's done. You know, it's sad and then, whoops, it disappears. <laughs> and it's totally fine. It will reappear at some point. That's the nature of anything. It's flickering. It appears and it disappears. So the four foundations where we put attention, we could say, is the body. It, all this you know already. It's just a, maybe for some of us a new organization of this. So... The where we put attention, maybe, or what attention reveals, is uh, everything that it has to do with the body, with the physical realm. The Buddha described it as uh, what what is that foundation? Is what is touched by uh, heat and cold, uh, mosquitoes and snakes. <laughs> so it's the material, physical uh, world. Yeah. So. So that's the realm of the body. Later this afternoon, maybe, or later, in the, we'll bring in the realm of the, of the mind. I'll, I'll divide it like this now. The, the states of mind, the emotions, the qualities of the mind. So a little bit more the inner world, we could say. This very arbitrary distinction, because of course they're very connected. When I'm angry... The face is boiling, and you know, so it's it's the body, also the emotions. But we'll put it like this: the third foundation is going to be that particular aspect of experience of pleasure, displeasure, and neutrality that we feel with emotions, with sensations. And then the fourth foundation, what is that? Is uh, more like qualities of the mind. Little li- different little list of things we can watch out in our experience in order to uh, bring in wisdom and compassion and clarity. Yeah. Okay, so the four foundation, and this morning we're interested in the first foundation, which is the experience of the body. So since last night, the instructions, uh, we've been in that realm, you know, and with the yoga this morning and the instructions this morning at the sit, we were in the realm of the body experience. So last night, if you remember well, the way I presented it was through the senses, saying, become aware of the sense experience as you're going to your bedroom and uh, undoing your suitcase or whatever you're going to do. 
notice that there is hearing happening. That there is a breath. That there is coolness or softness or roughness or heaviness or lightness. So these are experiences of the senses. And so 2,600 years ago, the Buddha, uh, these foundations are taken from uh, a particular discourse or teaching of the Buddha. And so, you know, one night, 2,600 years ago, at the end of a subway line, is that the end of a subway line here? Yeah. North, north of Toronto, is that north of <laughs> <Yeah>. Toronto? <laughs> You know, people were sitting like this, people interested in life, interested in the difficulties, the confusion we feel, the stress we feel, and how to live better. And the Buddha said, hey, you know, your attention, uh, there's always attention. I'm, this is my interpretation of this, but something like, hey, there's always, we're always giving attention to something. And often we're giving attention to what's coming and what should be and how I could be and, you know, how I could have been if that had happened and what's coming next, you know. And you, the, the way I heard it, I hear it, is he was saying, yes, all this, but it might be useful to actually just feel your nose if you're interested in developing uh, kindness or clarity, which is a kind of surprising thing to do, you know. If you give me half an hour sitting here, I would think that if I'm looking for happiness, it would be really good to figure out everything about my life and what's going to happen and what happened in the past, you know. And then this really unusual suggestion, it seems, appears. Yeah, you could do that. You could think about you and your life and what, you know, how you'll end up alone and you know, and this and that. You could really think about that, or you could maybe feel your hands. Feel your hands. Wow. Or notice your breathing. And so, oops, I'm taking this device again. Uh, oh, now I don't know how to do both. Okay. So I'm going to mess around with this. I had the actual, I had the Buddha online for all of us, but we won't be able to. <laughs> 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 I looked just before coming for the discourse, and uh, I have a little bit here. Uh, but uh, the, the instructions around the, the, the body awareness is, uh, I mean, all the instructions of the four foundation is a kind of deconstructing of reality, huh? like focusing on an aspect. So the Buddha, the way he talks about this in, the, in that teaching, he says, oh, so there's different ways you can be aware of the body. They're actually, to me, they're so incredibly primary. I'm amazed at that. For example, he talks about postures. So that's what we're going to be doing here. He says, when you're sitting, know you're sitting. I find this revolutionary. Because when I'm sitting, I'm thinking about later today, you know. And he says, well, where are we? when you're sitting, can you be aware that you're sitting? When she's sitting, she knows she's sitting. When she's walking, she knows she's <coughs> walking. So that's exactly the practice we'll be doing here. So we'll be walking and being aware of walking. 
aware of walking, aware of sitting, so the posture, aware of lying down, aware of standing, it becomes, it's a way to actually cut through all the fabrications of mind. You know, ah, me this, me that. What's actually happening? It's a, we don't have an image of the Buddha, but I like the way in the, most of the images we see of the Buddha, he looks like he's sitting like this, but actually sitting like this with one hand like that. And to me, that's this instruction, coming back to something really, really real. What's my worth is not really clear, you know. Am I a good person or a bad person, depending on my perceptions and events and who I'm in front of, and you know it. But touch has clarity to it. This is this is palpable. This is there's no doubt about this. You know there is touch, or there is warmth. So we come back to something extremely uh, simple. So the instructions about the Buddha, about the body. Here I'll, I'll read just a few. Breathing in long, they discern I'm breathing in long. Breathing out long, they discern I'm breathing out long. Breathing in short, they discern I'm breathing in short. Uh, They train themselves, I say they to make it, remove the gender problematic here. Uh, Remove patriarchy. (laughs) <laughs> from, from the seems like a wise thing to do <laughs> particularly in this room don't you agree yes. particularly in this room in this building <laughs> so uh, I will breathe sensitive to the entire body uh, they train themselves I will breathe out sensitive to the entire body so these are a few of the instructions but the different uh, aspects of the body uh, are, I'm not going to name them all, and there's other ways we can maybe be creative with this, but there's the posture, very simple, immediate, the breath, relationship to the breath, activities of the body, quite amazing. The body says, the Buddha says, when she turns her head, she knows she's turning her head. When he's reaching, he knows he's reaching, can you claim that much about the breakfast this morning? We can see that's an extremely delicate practice. It takes, uh, it takes a lot of care and it takes time to develop, of course. But here we're in this uh, silence space laboratory to actually explore exactly this. So it means that every activity of the body is one where we're inviting presence. You know, he's, she's, they are opening the fridge door. They know they're opening the fridge door. You know, that's... I don't think most people can claim that they're, they, they're fully present when they're doing actions like this. We work a lot out of habits. And so here, one of the instructions maybe could be, hey, this week we're going to work at doing nothing from habit. Like being aware of everything that is knowing that it's happening, putting the shoe uh, in the foot, etc. Yes. <coughs> so the senses, uh, the experience, sensory awareness, all this. 
I'll say maybe a couple of things of why I think uh, it's useful to do that, and then uh, you'll share a little bit on your thoughts on this, but if you will. I mean, I won't be able to say all the richness of what's there because it's 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 a life of practice that will reveal this, but uh, some of the ways that I see this, it's uh, stabilizing the mind that can be agitated, scattered. So to give it something to attend to that is in the present is pacifying, calming, gathering. So it creates the right kind of mind for meeting reality. So there's, there's this, you know, it's, uh, it's helping gathering the scattered mind. It's uh, informative of the mind states because for me the way I, I find out what state I'm in is uh, by becoming aware of the body. So if we sit here and we uh, just pay attention to the breath for a a few seconds, we'll discover the state of our mind, that it's agitated or attentive. You know, so it's a big doorway to the heart and mind that is there. It goes uh, further in some way in terms of uh, intuition. it gives us an access to an understanding that is uh, much more uh, deeper, as I feel it, anyway, that's been my experience. A few months ago, I was teaching with uh, Dr. Judson Brewer. Uh, many of you know him as the director of research at the UMass Mindfulness Center. And he, uh, he was showing all these scans of the brain, and I think many of you are f- very familiar with this. It's not a language that I know and resonate with me, and I was saying, I, I keep hearing about the neocortex <laughs> thing, <laughs> and, and keep forgetting about it, you know, and, uh, and, uh, and he was, yeah, Pascal, it makes sense, it makes sense, because this, this is empty grains, this is empty calories, that's the expression he used, he says, this is empty calories, this is whole grain. This is all grain. Mm-hmm. And I was saying, ah, oh, it's so filled. Because he said, this you can feel. That's why they can uh, go in your brain, make a surgery without uh, putting you uh, in uh, anesthesia. Yeah. Because you won't feel it. It doesn't feel. Like, try to feel your neocortex. Good luck. You know, that's why we invented all these machines. Because it can't feel. But this can feel. This can feel. it. And I was saying, yeah, because for me, integrity is here. Mm-hmm. You know, if I'm about to say something that could be hurt, hurtful, or if I just did, <laughs> you know, there's going to be reverberation here, contraction here. <coughs> you know, that's, that's my integrity, my values are all here. And so, and we're invited to actually pay attention to the body to have a deeper understanding of life, you know. The, the heart happens to be here, in the body. And the guts, to use these, exp- you know, feeling things from the heart and the guts. And the whole there is a lot of information about life here that we don't have access to because we prioritize valued, uh, you know, another way of uh, thinking about things. So that's one of the reasons. And the last thing I'll, I'll say is uh, that uh, to change my perception of pretty much anything, it's going to go through here because I might come to meditation uh, before I've tried it, and I have this image of the body, my body is too like this, it's like this, and it's mine, and it's been mine forever, and I don't like it, and this and that. And suddenly I start to feel 
And I might be preaching to the choir here, but still. Uh, then there's another relationship to the body that can develop, you know. And uh, the most, now I'm bringing the three characteristics, is something that uh, is one of the lists we have in mind to bring, is that by attention to the body, I'll start noticing the flickering nature of experience. Uh-huh. So what I call hand, my hands, they're my hands, you know, they're solid, they're mine. Like, the more I'll get sensitive and calm and attentive, the more I'll discover that this, my hands is one strange way to express it. But there's a field of tingling. It's natural. It doesn't exactly belong to me. It has its own life. Tingling is happening, you know. And I'll notice, even I'll go far with this, I'll notice that hands keep appearing and disappearing. Because sometimes when I hear a sound or have a thought about how bad I've been in the past or somebody else, you know, my hands actually, from experience, from the human point of view, they actually disappear for a few seconds. And so does everything else. You know, it's flickering from the point of view of a human being. And this, hearing this, seems totally crackpot. <laughs> but through meditation, to paying attention, we discover how flickering this is. And it can go extremely further. I can change the understanding of me, me and me separate, and what's going to happen to me later, to, wow, this is just an event. This is just a series of events happening. You know? And it can go as far as fear of death being reduced, you know, and the heart opening. Uh, anyway, I went really quick with that. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, I know that the room is mixed with people who uh, have knowledge of Buddhist psychology and those who don't and those who practice mindfulness in their work uh, as well as in their life or in their life is enough and um, so in terms of bringing this connection to what we're trying to do for those of you who don't know anything about the Buddha so the story goes he was either a prince or depending on the scholar he might have been the son of a government official (coughs) who in any case was quite protected. And this is a really brief summary of the story. (laughs) When he finally woke up to the fact that there was sickness, aging, and death in society, he was um, horrified and uh, really decided that he wanted to find a way to end suffering. So... He did a lot of seeking and practices and, you know, finally came to wake up to this middle way. And the four foundations uh, can be seen as one of the entryways to liberation and to joy. In the work that we do, you can hear all of that, how we use the body as also as a primary focus of attention. It is the first place that we go into senses and sensations. And this is a way to 
just put it slightly differently, but it's the same information to disrupt this tendency of mind to run off with itself and to uh, create a lot of problems or to, you know, grip onto those things that we really want or to push away those things we don't like. And when we're working with people who are ill, in uh, for many of us in the areas of mental disorders, uh, we can think of these disorders in part as uh, disorders of thought behaviors. And so the body becomes, becomes a wonderful training ground as another place to go, to be with experience, to disrupt this. And as Pascal was saying, to begin to see the changing nature of experience so that there starts to be less and less solidity to who we believe ourselves to be, both the wonderful and the horrible. And the body as um, a place to return, as an anchor. So hence, body, senses, sensations, breath, and um, as Pascal was saying, in all of our activities through the best of our ability, this is a practice and a training. So those of us who come to this work first professionally versus those who come to this work first because they are seeking, because they have a sense of lack or want some other meaning in life, you start to see how this work works on you. And then it might have started professionally, but ultimately it becomes part of our path through life. Otherwise, we realize it becomes really impossible to do it. So... I just want to read one one thing also, um, because I think often we, uh, in our work, will talk about developing this capacity to observe our experience, but this is really semantics, you know, it's difficult because as a vehicle we use words to for a, a lot of our uh, understanding. But it's actually much more than observing. And I think that one of the beauties of being on retreat is that in the container of silence and in community, there is the opportunity to really be in your experience. And I know you've all heard this many times, you know, with a reduction in a lot of external stimulation, you know, you're being cared for, you're being fed... You don't even have to make your bed if you don't want to. And you don't have to talk to anybody. And you don't have to listen to anybody if you don't want to, except to us, or at least you have to pretend to listen to us. So, you know, this provides a ground and uh, an opportunity to really be in our experience in a different way. So for where we are now, I thought this just might be a little, might be a little helpful. Mindfulness becomes the body, and the body becomes mindfulness. In true meditation, the subject and the object of meditation no longer exist as separate entities. That distinction is removed. When you generate the energy of mindfulness and embrace your breathing and your body, that is mindfulness of the body in the body. So this is relating to what Pascal was saying about empty calories of the head. 
Mindfulness is not an outside observer, it is the body. The body becomes the object and the subject of mindfulness at the same time. And of course it is difficult for us to often stay there for any length of time, but this is in part why we're here, to try to cultivate the conditions to allow that. So I think that's enough. So maybe we'll uh, practice a little bit uh, together and make sure if you need to uh, stretch a bit or move your limbs in some ways or find a posture that will be um, easier to um, uh, invite stillness in. Make sure that you do that. In the hall here, it's always okay to actually uh, practice standing up. You can always uh, start standing up for a few seconds or a few minutes, or stand up at any time during the practice, or end the sit with standing. Sometimes it helps with falling asleep, or if it becomes really painful. So don't be shy to stand up if you need to. So we want to find a posture that um, will allow stillness to happen. So it's very important we don't feel like stuck in that for the time of the for the next uh, you know, 20 or 25 minutes. We're absolutely not stuck there. But we maybe want to be able to choose relative stillness. Stillness of the body and uh, relative silence in the room. Might allow for allow for space inside. Three S's here, stillness of body, silence around us and maybe inside of us. Space, certainly up around us. Maybe that can be invited inside. We become aware that there's a body sitting here standing. It's not in order to improve the posture. It's 
It's for simple, direct knowing, bare knowing. Instructions of the Buddhas are letting go of any concern for the world. of the body to be known. So if we feel our intelligence, our sensitivity is inside the head, behind the eyes, we could invite it, invite our consciousness, we could almost say, yeah, to get into the elevator there in our mind and drop in the heart, come down in the heart area, the chest area, if we feel like it, if we want to, we could feel the world from there. Experience the world from there or even go a little bit more down in the guts, in the belly, and let our intelligence be alive there, experiencing the world from there. Could even let it suffuse the whole body, so that the hands could know the hands. For example, so that the breath could know the breath. There's many ways to practice. We can direct attention, we can uh, let it uh, be touch, let it reveal, let it become. We could think of it this way, that our presence, our consciousness doesn't have a form that allows it to take the form of the breath and reveal it fully. Our sensitivity can become tingling in the toes and reveal it fully. 
So letting uh, things unfold by impressions, sound impressions, sensory impressions from touch, tingling or heat, expansion of the belly, contraction of the chest. Allowing appearances and disappearances, suddenly appears to be warm. Let that be known, experienced. If an unpleasant sensation appears, see if you can allow it to exist and be known. Until something else comes to the foreground, reveals itself. The mind has a lot to say in terms of comments or opinions or whatever else it's doing. Just become aware of it. Become aware of it and but give value. We're giving value this morning to sense experience. So don't fight with the thinking mind, but just operate switch of value that's what we're doing slowly progressively
valuing the experience of hearing. If it seems like there's too many things happening, you can decide to stay just in the belly, rising and falling, take refuge there. Or in the experience of hearing.
the instructions uh, instruction is to stay very close to the senses and the human uh, experience often see if that's true for you if you recognize this but often we have one moment of contact with reality and we take off you know we we open the eyes we see, see outside oh it's a great day you know and we get conceptual you know You, it's a, we have a little hit of heat that's a little hit hot here I wonder if the, we should open a window you know we take off in all kinds of ways and, uh, and the invitation here the practice we're doing this morning is to stay at the point of contact with the senses so not just to feel the hands and take off but to actually feel stay there and in a few minutes in the walking To actually be there with the stepping, yeah, uh, or the standing as you reach the end of the pathway, or the coolness, or the brightness, or the whatever is there that can be felt, the breath. So impressions of the reality in one of the five uh, sense doors. Uh, staying, staying there. When you see, it will reveal how the mind wants to depart, make an opinion, you know, be fascinated by something else, something unresolved, something that could be some formations, creations of the mind. <coughs> And we see if we can stay there, stay there. So it will reveal, I think, a lot of our addiction to thoughts and thinking process and... and uh, And so, and it might mean that uh, what we're sitting with or walking with is uh, emotional. That might be, you know, if uh, the heart is heavy, then uh, we could understand the practice. Okay, I have to be just with the body walking, so I should, you know, like kind of push something. No, what is it like to, for grieving body, heart, soul to be walking? But it has a particular felt sense of, you know, of walking or a nervous system to be walking you know we'll, we'll feel it you know? and so um, in the practice of um, walking in this tradition as you might very well know we uh, choose a little path of 15, 20 pace 10 pace inside, outside there's a beautiful uh, inner courtyard here so you dress up More. There's a walking, something that we can use as a walking room. Huh? On the way back to the bedroom, on this floor, on the right somewhere, there's chairs in a circle, and we can walk there, or in the different hall hallways. Um, and so we choose, uh, we don't go for a big walk. That's more at the mealtime, maybe. The, the traditional practice, we walk back and forth on a few paces, and we just see if we can be there. I love these forms because um, it's so simple. We're doing nothing, yeah? sitting a little bit, then walking a little bit. In a way, no challenge whatsoever. Yet, it's going to be really interesting. You know? So, I'll be walking, and then I'll be like, oh, I should be outside. Outside would have been a better chart. <laughs> <laughs> Or I'll be outside, I'll be walking, like, I'll turn and, oh, Why are they walking like this? This is not what we were told, you know? And so the mind will be... Yeah? And
And so one image that the Buddha uses, I don't know if you've heard this, this image of the, of the six animals uh, stuck on the same rope. So imagine a big rope, and there's an elephant, a snake, a monkey, a hyena, uh, an eagle, I don't know how many I named, but this, you know, and they all want to go in different directions, you know, the elephant wants to go in the jungle, the snake in the grass, the dog in the town, the hyena in the, in the cemetery, and the monkey up the tree, and the eagle up in the mountain, and they're all pulling like this. And it's a big mess. You know, if this was happening in this room, we'd all have to move out. And so that's a representation of our senses without mindfulness. You know, it's like any stimulation, it's like, oh, what's this herb? Oh, I, next year I'm going to plant this dude in my house. You know, <laughs> you know, whatever. You know, like there's a stimulation, cold. It's so cold. Oh my God, the winter. Yeah. <laughs> And uh, all kinds of things like this. So we look at somebody, oh, oh she's dressed like this, I'm dressed like that, you know. <laughs> and so, and things, uh, a big caricature here, almost not. <laughs> but, uh, so what we do here is we're actually, like, uh, taking care of every animal. You know, we're learning to, to, to nourish, to take care of every one of these animals. So, so we're taking care of this sense of touch. We are attending to touch, stepping, foot moving. You know? Then we stop. We're attending to seeing light. And we meet every one of these animals one, one at a time and we nurture them, care for them. You know? And we feel the breath. And then we turn. And then maybe naturally hearing will come to the foreground. We won't be dismissive of that, and we won't get caught in it, leave with it, you know, we'll stay here, at the point of contact, with hearing, now sensing the feet. So, something like this, and it's not a mistake, all our, you know, the ways we create trouble in our own hearts will be revealed, and so also will be the beautiful qualities of mind, when we notice that actually paying attention can be quite sweet, you know, or that's where compassion is born, when there's a real connection with something even difficult, that there can be care, care, not something else happening, but care for this aching body, or whatever aching heart, or confused heart, you know, so, we take this for a walk and we attend very gently through the presence to the senses. Okay. Okay, so that's uh, the form. And at some point, the bell will ring. We'll be liberated from walking. And it'll be time to come and uh, do nothing in another form. <laughs> And it'll be really challenging, and I don't know if I'm going to be able to do it. <laughs> and we can have a, maybe a little humor or a lot of compassion for this, these human hearts. Okay. Thank you. Thank you.